0: Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Thursday, the 9th of September. And uh, things are moving fast and furious in my neck of the woods as I know they are for you. Today, I've got a little bit of encouragement for the journey. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Encouraged. Hi, I'm Heidi St. John. You probably know my name because I've been working hard for the people of Washington State for the past 17 years. Now I'm running for Congress in Washington's third congressional district and I need your help. I'm running against several big money Republican opponents in the primary, and I am determined to prove that a grassroots campaign financed by working men and women can still compete with super PACs and mega donors. To make a difference, please visit HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. So thanks for listening today. So many things that are on my heart, as always, you know, we're coming up on the weekend. We've had a very busy week here. Tonight, I'm going to be in Longview for Vision Night. You guys can find out that address and come and join me if you're in the area and want to hear more about my run for the U.S. House of Representatives. I hope you guys will come out. There are so many things that are plaguing the world right now. And I was reading the other day, I was reading in my Bible out of the book of Hosea, and Before I jump into the headlines and answer your questions and and such today, I wanted to just read it to you. So Hosea 4.6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The the NIV actually says my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of God, I will also ignore your children. And what was it? that was so dangerous. I think about this a lot because the questions that are coming in at mailbox Monday and the questions that you guys are sending in and the the sadness that I continue to hear over and over and over again as I'm coming before the Lord and asking him for direction. We had some friends over several months ago and this verse came to mind, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and I thought my goodness, you know, so much of what is happening around us can be chalked up to a lack of understanding. We don't understand what's happening around us. And at this point, Hosea is speaking, obviously, about the Israelites. So we've got to ask the question, what was it that Israel didn't know? Well, when you continue reading the passage like I just did to you, it kind of gives us a little bit of information. You've rejected knowledge. So because you did that, I'm going to reject you from uh, from becoming a priest to me. And since you've forgotten the law of your God, I also well, forget your children. Now it's important as GodQuestions.org states to note the structure of the verse, quote, rejected knowledge is parallel to forgotten the law. And it fits the context of the opening verse of the chapter, which states that Israel failed to acknowledge the Lord as their God. So the people didn't simply lack knowledge, they actively rejected it. Does that sound like anybody that we know? Could it possibly sound like the whole United States? You know, we keep going back to what is happening? What is going on? I was reading, uh, you know, reading some of the headlines. And I continue to be just absolutely astonished at what we're watching unfold in the Biden administration. Remember, I told you guys a couple of weeks that the the State Department had said, you know, we really want uh, the Taliban, uh, you know, to be more inclusive. And I said, I think that the people in the State Department don't have any knowledge because they don't understand who they're up against. They don't understand that, this, that the Taliban is not interested in diversity. These are the people that throw homosexuals off of the tops of buildings. And the State Department now is expressing more concern over the lack of diversity in the new Taliban government. And uh, they don't know, they say, if if the government is diverse or not. And it's amazing to me to watch. It's like they don't understand who they're dealing with. They don't understand that these people are not interested in diversity. They're not interested in inclusivity. They're not interested in any of it. And I find it fascinating that the LGBTQIA RSTVW people are concerned now about the Taliban's reinstatement into power leading to instances of extreme violence directed at their community. And I kind of want to just go, duh. You know, it's, it's a lack of understanding and that understanding, according to God's word comes from God. And so this is what's happening when we actively reject. And that's what we've done in this nation and around the world. But my, you know, my heart is here and we have actively rejected the law of God. And so the Bible in Hosea, when we look back at what happened to the Israelites, and the ignorance, which you see all throughout the, the, the world right now, particularly here in the United States, we are seeing an alarming ignorance. The Bible says that this lack of knowledge that the Israelites were displaying wasn't just ignorance. It was active sin against the Lord. And Hosea's warnings, by the way, went unheeded. And so what happened? Israel was conquered by Assyria during his ministry. And even in judgment, God spares a remnant and restores his relationship with them. The prophecies of Hosea reflect this pattern. Israel was judged, yet the Lord would later restore his people whom he loved. And I want us to keep that in mind because the coming of Jesus really does illustrate God's love to the fullest degree. Jesus died for the sins of all people, offering every person the opportunity to come to faith in him. To those who believe Jesus is the wisdom from God, because of Christ, there is no need for anyone ever again to be destroyed from lack of knowledge. We need to be asking the Lord every day for wisdom. And the Bible says in Proverbs 4, 7, I love this verse, though it cost you all you have, get understanding. We need to have wisdom to navigate the challenges that are around us. And I love the wisdom that God gave Solomon And as I'm watching my children trying to navigate this, many of them have different stages of their lives, different stages of maturity. I'm not sure that there's a more important verse to be found anywhere in the Bible right now, aside from the passages that teach us where salvation can be found. But I don't think there's a single day in the life of a parent that we don't need godly wisdom and understanding. And the Bible teaches us that understanding is worth pursuing. And I, I got to thinking about when my kids were younger and I thought, you know, when I only had one or two children, I would sometimes explain to them, hey, please give me some grace. This parenting thing is new to me. I'm learning as I go along. And usually my kids would laugh at me and, okay, mommy. But when I got to six children and then seven, I found that perhaps I hadn't learned as much along the way as I had hoped. I feel that way about the church right now in general. You know, my husband was saying he wants to sort of talk to some of these people that are voting or, ha- or did vote for this radical administration and say hey how's it how's it uh, how's it working for you maybe we didn't we are we learning something now and i think we you know at least for me i make the tie back always to raising my own children and cuz i feel like america needs a mom right now <laughs> America America, America needs a mom, a mom who's talking to the Lord, like uh, Susanna Wesley, when she pulled her apron over her head, you know, and just got alone with the Lord because every, you know our kids were all around her, they were at her feet and she would pull her apron over her head and just close her eyes and start talking to the Lord because she knew she needed wisdom. And we need that. And as parents, we need it in so many ways. Each of our kids are unique. Every single one of them presents new, unexpected and challenging opportunities for us to deal with. And I would ask myself, as my kid, when my kids were little, you know, why did child number four suddenly decide that everything in the house needed to be stuck in his ears? Why did child number five decide to bring every wild critter that she found into the bedroom? How could I help my teenage daughter handle her emotions better? Why does my ten-year-old feel like I never listened to her? Can I teach my son math uh, in a in a better way, Father? I need wisdom. We need understanding. And I'm going to encourage you today for all the things that we need wisdom for. We don't want to fail for lack of understanding. We don't want to be in rebellion against God by refusing to acknowledge his word and refusing to walk in his ways. And we also need wisdom in the pursuit of understanding of our children. We need wisdom. And there are some days when it's costly and exhausting, but it's always worth it. The Bible teaches us that God is ready and waiting. He offers his wisdom to us And in the world, there are a hundred self-help books that are published every year. Some are the worst books ever written. I could think of a few off the top of my head. And then there's your sister-in-law and your next door neighbor and even the family doctor. And sometimes you get great wisdom from all of them, but often you don't. Well, God's not like this. His wisdom is right. And the Lord is leaning forward on his throne, eager and waiting for us to ask him for his wisdom. He says he's generous and wants to share it with us if only we'll ask. And so this is my reminder to you on this Thursday today. Ask for wisdom. Ask the Lord for wisdom. He wants to give it to you. It's available to you. And as we navigate what's happening in the culture and things get harder and darker, and that certainly seems to be the case right now, we need the wisdom of God. As we uh, as we continue to just work our way through what can only be described as, pr- I think history is not gonna judge this this time kindly. I think, you know, from, the, from the, the panic pimps, you know, peddling their panic every time you turn around, to what we see happening as they're segregating us from each other. We had quite a few people come through the Homeschool Resource Center this week, many of them who are just now pulling their children out of school, and, we, and our classes are full. And so we're still offering counseling and trying to encourage people. And as I was talking to one of the dads the other day who was in here, he just said, you know, Heidi, we never thought that we would ever consider homeschooling our children until we saw the veil was pulled back and we saw what was going on behind closed doors of the public school. And we asked God to show us and he did. And that is how he works. That is how he works. God wants to give you guys wisdom for all the situations that you're navigating right now. Some of you are getting ready to resign your, your jobs. And as I said on my show yesterday, if, the, if, if you look into the tea leaves, and no one email me, I, I know about the tea leaves. It's a metaphor. If you look into the tea leaves, I think it's fairly clear that this country, if something isn't done quickly, this country is headed into some very, very difficult times. And we need wisdom to navigate it. And it was so, it just so encouraged me that this, that this dad who said, man, we never thought we would do this. We didn't want to do it. And yet God gave us wisdom. And I'm telling the parents right now, slow down, slow down. I'm telling myself that. Slow down, Heidi, slow down. Because we don't want to lose the hearts and minds of our children in the midst of all this. We need wisdom. We don't want to make a decision outside of the will of God. And remember that the grace of God will always take us where the will of God has planned for us to go. The grace will always be there. No matter what happens, we need wisdom. When the Israelites lacked wisdom, and this is what Hosea was telling them, they're saying, you guys, you've rejected God. And now he says, I'm going to reject you. This was an active act of obedience. Let us not be in that same place. Let us not be in that same place. Lord, what do you want us to do? My people who are called by my name. Calling out to the Lord and asking him for help. We need to do that right now. Our kids need to see it, need to see us doing it. So as you get off the bench and onto the battlefield, as you're watching the events unfold around you, ask the Lord for wisdom. He wants to give it to you. Um, I'm gonna answer a couple of your questions today before I do. You know, I love your off the bench stories. So thank you for sending those to me. I'm gonna read uh, one of them today for you. If you guys wanna tell me how you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield and and, uh, and you don't mind me reading it, send your question to me, HeidiSaintJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and I will read it on the air. This one came from Jill in Ohio. Hi, Heidi, thanks for your podcast. You're welcome, Jill. I listen daily and find it to be a source of strength and encouragement. I wanted you to know I've recently gotten off the bench. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I've always been hesitant, fearful of what others think. Boy, Jill, you are not alone. It takes courage to go against the grain and stand up boldly. I reached my tipping point with my daughter's local school district, reversing its mask requirements less than two days before school started. I found a small but mighty group of freedom fighters within my community and joined forces with them. I wrote to the school board and superintendent opposing the masking requirement at school and filed an exemption form with the school principal citing a matter of conscience to have my seven-year-old unmasked while at school. Even something as simple as sending those emails made me feel so empowered. It feels good to stand up, not only for what I believe in, but for my daughter. She's currently mask-free at school and loving it. I told her that I fought for her to have the choice and not be mandated by others. If she wants to wear a mask, great. If not, that's great too. But the important thing is that she has the choice. I also joined my fellow Freedom Fighters this past week at our small town city council meeting to oppose and speak out against the ridiculous ordinance they'd proposed to require masks everywhere in public in our town and or face a misdemeanor charge of $150. Man, the world's on fire, you guys. The ordinance was tabled indefinitely. I would encourage everyone who's hesitating to stand up and get off the bench and fight for our freedom. The hesitant feelings I had initially in no way compare to the satisfaction I now have in fighting for my family and our beliefs. Thanks, Heidi, for your encouragement. I love that. I love that, Jill. And uh, you guys keep those stories coming because I think the end of what you said is what I really found so compelling that the hesitant feelings, that fear that you felt initially didn't compare in any way to the satisfaction you had to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. That's how I feel every day of my life running for Congress. every single day of my life. And I'm going to encourage you guys as we as we work, you know, we work through this thing and as we you know, we're watching the ground shifting underneath our feet every single day, that God's going to give you the grace and the wisdom and the courage to do what he wants you to do. You guys were born for this. You were literally born for this time in history. And as, as I've been telling you now forever and ever, amen, God is not up in heaven going, boy, I just don't know I picked the wrong people. No, he picked you. He chose you. This is the fight for our children. This is a fight for freedom. This is a fight for the next generation. I refuse to fall in line with the so-called new normal because we're watching what's happening. And you guys, you can judge a, a tree by its fruit and the fruit that's coming out of Father Fauci and the branch Cavidians, and the fruit that's coming out of all this masking. It's not good fruit. This isn't the way that we combat this thing. And the more this goes on, and now there's, they're saying there's a new variant to the, to the rona. We, we need the Lord. We need God. God is the only one who can help us. God needs to intervene. And again, not to beat the dead horse, but don't, I wanna go back to the book of Hosea. My people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge, for their rebellion against God. And why we don't learn from the Israelites is beyond me. And listen, I wanna, just, I wanna tell you the immaturity in the church that we have seen now for decades, the fruit that's coming out of that is rotten fruit and it is really hurting the children of God because they're, they're perishing for lack of knowledge. They don't know God's word and they can't defend it. And so I'm just gonna encourage you guys, hang in there. You can be like Jill from Ohio. And, and remember what my grandmother said, do you can do anything, just do it afraid. Nobody likes to do it afraid, but you can. Listener from Virginia, this is an interesting question. How do you explain to a young child why it's okay to disobey the signs that say masks required for fully vaccinated individuals when they are not vaccinated, but we are always teaching our children to obey authority. I have an eight-year-old and we are both rule followers and struggling with this. Thankfully, our church is simply masks optional. I've never phrased it this way, but in grocery stores, gyms, et cetera, there are issues. We recovered from COVID and have natural immunity. All right, so this is a question that's coming up every single day. And I wanna just, I wanna take you back as I have before, and I'm gonna have another friend of mine come on again, and we're gonna address this again. The, the point of Romans 13 in teaching our children to obey authority and children obey our parents and the Lord for this is right. These are these are not carte blanche, obey authority in every single circumstance, no matter what. You gotta keep in mind that the, it was the authorities. And I want you guys to remember back to the 1900s, back to 1933, when when what happened, by the way, in Nazi Germany, it didn't just happen overnight. This built up over time. It happens slowly. And right now we are being conditioned to view our freedom as selfish. And we should be very, very concerned about that. And remember that the people who hid Anne Frank, do you guys remember this? If you haven't read Anne Frank, boy, now's a good time to read it. The people who hid Anne Frank were breaking the law. And the people who killed her were following the law. And so this idea that we are teaching our children just to be, and this is my my major concern and frustration there is no science to say that masks work, not against a virus. The science is garbage. And we're teaching our children never to question the rules that are being given to them, not to use their own brains. My people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Do your homework. We're teaching our children to be discerning, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. We, we've got to teach our children to be able To think critically and to think for themselves. The law is no measure of morality. And these mandates are no measure of morality. And as I've said from the very beginning of this thing, something is terribly wrong. We need to begin to listen to that still small voice. If your conscience is troubled, if your spirit is troubled, then pay attention. Get before the Lord and say, Father, what do you want me to do? Thank goodness that the law is not some moral compass, right? And we need to be considering what is happening in our country right now, that we would treat each other in such a fashion because of a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. They're turning us on each other. And I'm seeing this over and over and over again. And we must, we've got to stand up against this. Did you guys see that the NFL just booted an unvaccinated Christian singer from singing the opening day national anthem? Did you guys hear that? This happened just, uh, I want to say it was Wednesday, just yesterday. Victory Boyd, a black female Grammy award-winning singer and songwriter, was told by the NFL she won't be singing the national anthem at the September 9th opening as planned because she has refused to get the COVID vaccine. Are, th- are they worried that her singing the national anthem is going to be a super spreader event? You guys watch what's happening at college football games. Thousands of kids unmasked, hanging out, not social distance, and they want your six-year-old to wear a mask into the grocery store and to school. This is bananas. It's completely upside down. And I'll be talking about this a little bit tomorrow, but there have been some very interesting and eye-opening things coming out in the news lately that are showing again that we have been lied to on a massive scale. Not about the virus. the virus, the China virus exists. And I'm believing that the, as the news comes out more and more and more, we are gonna see this thing as a bioweapon. It was released out of China. And I'm not sure where we're going with this, but the fact that they are dividing us by vaccinated and unvaccinated should trouble every freedom-loving American. So this, is, this was Victory Boyd's response. She told the Epoch Times that her decision not to raise her sleeve and bend her knee stems from her Christian belief. Quote, the Bible admonishes Christians to appreciate their bodies as being sacred and a temple of the Holy Spirit, and not to participate in things that can defile the body or render the body dysfunctional. I am in prayer to make sure that the Lord guides me into the right decision concerning receiving an unproven injection with artificial properties that could potentially have long-term effect on my reproductive health. If I want to take the vaccine, the decision will be between myself, my doctor, and my God. At this point, the Spirit of God is leading me to take a stand for the freedom of choice. I am so proud— of victory and her willingness to to stand up. And you guys, this is the season that we're in. And I'm gonna remind you again, you were born for this. I appreciate you guys listening. So much happening in the news right now. And I know it can be overwhelming as you turn your eyes towards your families today. And as you continue about the things that God has asked you to do, ask the Lord for wisdom and navigating the situation. Trust him, he will give it to you. All right, hope you guys have a great day. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.